Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to Kingdom Come Ministries. I first and foremost wanted to apologize about the lack of episodes you guys have been seeing these past few months. Work finally caught up to me and I wasn't able to have any free time to sit down and record these podcasts for you guys. But hopefully now that i got a good consistent schedule coming on, now that I'm able to sit down and finally record these. So let's just hope for the best. But today's episode, we're going to be talking about my own personal testimony, which is quite a treat for you guys. So sit back, relax, it's quite a tale. So note to you guys, I'm not going to be naming any names here. I'm going to be going like my father, my stepfather, my mother, that type of thing. So bear with me, but I'm going to keep it where you guys can still understand. Anyways, so here we go. I was born in the year December 7th of 2000, and I grew up in a small town known as Sulphur Springs. And I wouldn't call I wouldn't classify it as a city as more of it it's kind of it looks like a city, but it's not in a way. And unless you Google Maps it or something like that, you probably guys wouldn't know it even existed or even was a place kind of like most kind of like most places nowadays. So, anyways, Growing up in my early childhood, we, well, we had a pretty nice house on the back roads, and it was kind of like a small ranch. We had cows, we had goats, we had the chickens, but the goats and the cows were all in the same pen. We were all in the same fence area, and the land we have, it wasn't that big, but it was, it was decent. So, anyways, now, my father was a Marine. He served in Desert Storm and Desert Shield, and, you know, he kind of had his way with treating me because, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I was emotionally and phys- physically abused. Physically abused in a way. I mean, I got whipped a lot. Sometimes I deserved it, sometimes it's questionable, and, well, I'll talk about that with you guys, but... At the time, it was it was going very well. We owned a company called Bauer Services. It was a repo company, and my parents were really smart with the money, but but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the glory of God and what he did for me in my life and how he saved me. So, my parents got divorced when I was five because my father revealed to my mother that he never did truly love her. And you can imagine how despairing that must have been in my mother. So I moved out with her and we got a nice, we got a decent, actually we got a decent place at a, at a car, apartment complex. And I think we stayed there for about a year, I think. And the only reason why we moved out is because noisy neighbors and the cops getting, the cops kept getting called over there all the time. I still don't know why. I, I never knew why at the time, but anyways. So we moved out and we got ourselves a nice little rent house. It was kind of closer to the city, but it was more along kind of, I wouldn't say it was the dirt roads, but um, it was kind of like more of the back streets in a way. So anyways, we stayed there for about maybe four or five months until my mother met my stepfather, which he's a cop. He still is to this day. And at the time, they were dating, and a year passes, they finally decided to get engaged. So, we move out of that place, and we get ourselves our own house, and my parents still live there to this day. It's been about maybe 11 to 12 years. I think coming up 12, if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking right. So, 
they got married and things were happily right then and there for the moment. So, of course, in marriages, there's a it's kind of like a roller coaster. There are really high moments and there are really low moments, like where it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You're expected to fight and have your disagreements, of course. I mean, that's just how marriage works, of course. You're not always going to see eye to eye on some things. But going through middle school, that's when things started to really start to downfall in a way. Because things got so bad between them that they started to keep secrets from each other. Now, you're probably like, well, secrets are constantly going to be kept from marriages, such as like, um, I bought these nice pair of shoes. Well, yes, you're right, but in this case, it wasn't. Because both of them, my mother and my stepfather, were talking to someone behind each other's backs. Now, context... They weren't doing anything sexual. They weren't cheating on each other. They were actually talking. Now, some of you all may be like, oh, yeah, sure, talking, talking, sure, yeah, whatever. But it was. It was. And I, it never, it never, it never went past that, which is good. I thank God for it to this day. So, at one point, my mother calls me into the living room and tells me this. So, like, she said, I met this guy. And if we leave your stepfather, we will be, well, we'll go live with him. And it's, it was kind of like a bright future offer to me. Like we would have, we would have a really good inheritance of being, being inheritors of a company. I think it was Bass Pro Shop, I think. I'm not entirely sure. I don't, he wasn't a CEO or anything like that, but he made a lot of money. He was, I couldn't really tell what he was, but he was something big with Bass Pro Shop. I can't, I can't really tell you to this day because... That I was only revealed to me what I was told, and I didn't really do much digging after that because I stayed out of things like this. So, it was a bright future. It was like money, nice place, relocation, that type of thing. And I said, no, you cannot do this. This is wrong. Don't go with it. And she, needs to say, she got very, very angry with me about that, but <laughs> I didn't really care at the time because she knew it was wrong too, but... What else was I going to do? I'm not going to ruin someone else's life, you know, for something like this. But, anyways. So, thank God, I give God and glory and praise to this day, that it all ended. They all put it behind them, and then they said, we won't do this again. I'm sorry. You know, let's never do this again, basically. Anyways, moving forward. In my high school years, when I turned 16, of course, all you parents out there are like, when your kid turns 16, it's kind of like a rule saying like they have to go out and get a job so they know how to make how to make some money for themselves so they can get a feel for the real world and things of that sort. So I I did just that. Well, I, th- I think, no, I think when I was 15, I think I was 15. I can't exactly, no, I'm, okay, I'm going to go with, the, I'm going to say 16. So. When I turned 16, we had a new Dairy Queen that was opening up, and I got hired on, of course. But the problem was that, for it being such a small fast food restaurant, we hired over 60 people. And I was one of the many that got laid off, unfortunately. Bummer, but it is what it is. The job was easy, but the pay was, it was okay. It was fine. It's, it's what you expect from a fast food establishment. But, moving on. A year later... You're probably, y'all are probably like, 
really took you a year to find another job? Yes. Here's why. Because where I where I came from, it's such a small town, work was very hard to come by. It is. You could say that for pretty much all places in a small town, work is very hard to find. Some of y'all may be like, well, the work is there if you just look for it. Well, not in that case. I'm not going to argue with you, but it just wasn't that at the time. But moving on. A year later in my junior year, I got hired on at Jack in the Box. And needless to say, it was still it's still one of the worst jobs I ever worked at. Sanitary issues, the management, and of course, I can't really say this, but the customers, every customer, most of the customers, I can't say every customer, most of the customers were rude, but and plus my own faults. I was just not very good at it. So, but that's, yeah, I'm sorry. I haven't been able to speak properly this fa- these past few days, so please forgive me. But, so, when I got fired, of course, my parents were very upset with me about that and disappointed. Me, I was in distraught over it because, well, I let, I let them down and things like that. I said I would keep this job, and, well, look what happened. I got fired, but... So coming around the end of the years of my high school, my high school years, I entered a very deep state of depression because work was hard to find and it just seemed like no matter what I did, I just, I couldn't find it. Like it wasn't in my favor because at the time I'm pretty sure most of the places that I worked at or want wanted to work yeah they wanted experienced workers rather than someone new off the streets so yeah you can you you can kind of understand why i entered depression right so my parents well it seemed like everyone was giving up on me at the time and i was never one with telling people about my feelings I'm, i'm still not to this day i'm still not about telling my feelings to other people unless it's god and i'll tell you why here in a minute because here's the thing. My parents said, David, if you can't find a job, we're unfortunately going to have to send you to Galveston with your dad to see if you can find work down there. And I said, okay, that's fair. I, I, I see the reason. I'm not going to argue with you. If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. So I got sent down to Galveston, and I'm still here with my old man. And, well, the situation didn't change at all. In fact, it got much worse. But, sorry, I just, thinking on this really hit me hard. This, when I moved down to Galveston, work was hard to find until I discovered the Lord. I did. It was the darkest year, but it was also the most joyful one because of God himself. And the feeling that I had coming to God, I I couldn't describe it to you. I still I still remember it to this day. Like I remember I was in the living room and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I felt this feeling wash over me, and I felt something around. It felt so, it felt like I was being unshackled from my wrist, and I still remember it to this day. It was magical. It was divine it was filled with love and joy and needless to say i was so incredibly happy despite the situation that i found myself in and that in of itself is 
it it kind of brings me to tears in a way. And so moving on a little sorry. The situation was still bad and my depression unfortunately didn't wash away. But because there was one day and this is going to kind of hit hard for me, but one day I decided I can't take it anymore. So when my when my old man left for work, I went to the closet, grabbed his AR-15, and chambered around. And I recorded a final goodbye message saying that it's no one's fault but mine, that type of thing. And, well, I remember sitting there, just staring at the barrel, safety off, finger on the, finger on the trigger, just wanting to pull the trigger, but I couldn't. It felt like someone was stopping me from doing so. I don't know if it was the fear of, you know, leaving everyone behind or destroying the destroying my family or displeasing God because I threw away the life he gave me. But I couldn't do it. So I unchambered the round, I threw the gun on the floor, and I just burst into tears. And I got down on my face and I just cried out to God to please, please save me. Please do something, I beg of you. And that's when I had this warm feeling of comfort just wash over me. A feeling like, like everything's going to be okay. All I need is just time. And eventually the depression did, it, it did go away. It did. It went away. Because I kept, I just remembered that day the Lord, the Lord spoke to me saying, everything's going to be okay. Trust me. And I'll get to, I'll get to that in a minute because things did change. So when Christmas rolled around last year, this all happened last year, by the way. I remembered that the Lord commanded us to be baptized. And I said, Lord, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go down to my family in Silver Springs again so I can be baptized. And the Lord did, the Lord granted me that. And I decided, you know, at the time when I went back to Silver Springs, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to try and find some work here. And, well, I didn't. And the depression kind of came back to me in a way. But it wasn't as bad as you thought. Something else did. Something much worse. It attacked me. Something much worse attacked me. So, I taught my two little brothers. One is one is ten. The other one is nine. He's fixing to turn ten. And I taught them about God and Lord Jesus, and they too became saved, which I thank God to this day. It it warms. It relieves me. It it's like whew, I did it. They're saved. So, going back to what I was saying, the depression kind of came back to me in a way, but something much worse attacked me. When I was reading the Bible, such a strong, strong feeling of doubt and disbelief just washed over me and it tortured me every single day, 24-7. And it lasted for months. And I was like, Father, what is this? 
and it was like my it was like my own mind my own thoughts and my feelings were attacking me it's it was the worst feeling ever it was horrible it was it wasn't like physical pain it was a mental it was mental and emotional torment it was like slowly torturing me in every way 24 7 it was the worst thing i've ever gone through in my life and i it still is to this day it was and i just thank god it's over now but each and every day from the moment i woke up to the moment i went to sleep my faith was attacked it was like trying to prove that the bible wasn't real and i knew it was the devil trying to lie to me i knew it was because of course that's not god god's not gonna send a spirit of unbelief and emotional torment to come and it's like a thorn in my side basically each and every day they he would the enemy would constantly attack me and just slowly try to crawl into my mind like tearing his way through to try to whisper his lies into my ear but i wouldn't have it i wouldn't have it because of the holy spirit it's because of god that i was able to go through all that if it was just me i I, I don't know. I would say that the situation would be different. I probably wouldn't be even talking to you. But moving on. So, since I wasn't able to find work again, my mother sent me a long, lengthy text message one night when I was already depressed enough, scolding me, like how, like, what are you going to do in life and things like that. And... That's when I revealed to her I almost committed suicide. And here's the reason why I will never tell anyone about my feelings, ever. It's kind of like a trust thing that's been broken. So, I got a question for all you parents. If your child confessed to you that, you're, that they almost committed suicide, you would want to go and comfort them, right? To ensure that they're okay, to make sure that if they had anything on their chest they can talk to you about. You would say yes, right? Not mine. And I'm not saying I hate her. I don't. I still love her. I mean, she, she's a nice person. I still talk to her this day. I mean, we laugh, we joke around, we have things like that. But at that moment, when I confessed to her that I almost committed suicide, I got scolded for it. I got scolded for it. And that was just like kicking me while I'm down and rubbing salt in my wounds and squeezing lemon juice on it. It was horrible that's why i will never tell anyone about my feelings ever again unless it's god because i can't trust man i'm sorry i don't it just doesn't seem to me like no matter how trustworthy you may seem i i won't tell you about my feelings but so i went back down to galveston after i got baptized i still remember february 29th of 2019 and I was so incredibly happy when I got baptized. It, I still have pictures of it to this day. <laughs> so, when 2020 rolled around, of course, with all this COVID-19 and all this Black Lives Matter and political nonsense rolled around, you know, people may think like, oh, this is one of the worst years ever. But for me, it was a year of blessings. Because when I came back down to Galveston, at first, I, didn't, I wasn't able to find any work. I had a couple of job lineups, like, but I passed them down because I'm like, eh, this doesn't seem kind of right for me. 
And at one point I got employed at GameStop, but unfortunately my onboarding lasted a month. Y'all probably like, wow. Some of y'all maybe, y'all like, that ain't nothing. But, so needless to say, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't keep that job. Not because I was fired, but like they asked me one day to come in. I said, yeah, sure, I'll come in. I never did because PetSmart had a job opening for me and I came to God about it. I said, Father, can you please let me have this job? If you do, I will, of course, give you your tithing offerings. I will care for the needy and the poor. And he blessed me. He gave me the job. And I still worked it to this day. And it is magnificent. It is a year of, of, it was a bad year for everyone else. But for me, it was just, despite all this, it was, God has always been there for me. He listens to me when I pray. He loves me in low times, comforts me in times of fear, in times of tears. It was where man hasn't been, God has always been there for me. I came to know God as a father I never knew I had, but always needed. Same as Lord Jesus. He became the Savior I never knew I had, but needed. It was it was magnificent. It was amazing. And the best thing I could have ever done in my life was come to God and getting saved. And it's just, of course, I still have sins to work out on my own in my life. Of course, I mean, we all do. It's it's not like whenever you become saved, all your sins are. You, you it's not like when you become saved, you will never face temptation again. Of course, you will. We all will sin, willfully and unwillfully. But it's just I still remember that day, feeling depressed, and then looking up to heaven and seeing God. But that's about it for me, brothers and sisters. It was, well, I hope you all enjoyed it. I really did. Because now I'm getting all emotional things like that because of all that he's done for me in my life. Man, he still blesses me to this day. <laughs> It's just things of this nature. I entered depression and God pulled me out. I almost committed suicide. God saved me from myself. When no one wanted to employ me, God gave me work. And when all of my family gave up on me, God stepped in. It was... It was quite a time. And I wanted to thank you all for listening today. It was... I just... Hope you all... Sorry, I'm I'm getting really emotional now. But... Anyways, brothers and sisters, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. And as I said before, hopefully now that I got a, I got a good consistent schedule, I'll be able to start recording and uploading more episodes for you guys. So stay tuned for until ne next time. Love you all. Have a good one.